Hey everybody, and welcome to the Marketing Blender Show. I'm Dacia. And I'm Daisy. Today we are talking about how to align sales and marketing in small business. So this is fun, and I'm stealing a phrase of yours. I love when you talk about, this is about knowing the roles and the goals of marketing and sales. And it's not mushing marketing and sales together as a single phrase. It's marketing and sales, which means there's clarity on each one in the impact that it has on your business. That's true. And if you look at large organizations, these are always different departments. They're not just different functions. And yet even in big businesses, they often confuse who's supposed to be doing what and why. Yeah. And the handoff is very tricky for large businesses. And it's no less important to clarify that transition, no matter what size or what size team this is working. So absolutely. Even for solopreneurs, even for people who are just maybe a team of one or two people, even if you don't have a different person doing each role, you still need to define those functions very distinctly. I absolutely agree. And it really is a different mindset. So where we begin with this, you guys, is that marketing is proactive. And so what I'm, when I'm talking about that, this is what is filling your pipeline and it should be answering the question, where will your leads come from? But also I want to challenge and caution you about narrowing the definition of marketing too much because yes, marketing should have impact on revenue and reputation and it should be impacting your resilience. You're reaching out from not one to one, but one to many, and you are predicting and anticipating the triggers and the interests of the market where your value makes the most sense. And it's about answering that fundamental question where are your next customers coming from? Not just this month, next month, six months from now, 12 months from now. The more mature your marketing is, the farther you can predict your revenue and the resilience of your business. Oh, absolutely. Because this is, you have to know, how am I going to get more meetings? Because without that, we are not going to close deals. So those initial components of connecting with the market that happens through marketing. So when we start shifting into the next role that we want to identify, and this is where it starts to get a little murky for people, there's a phrase that people use saying, oh, I have a business development rep. Talk to me about your point of view on business development reps for small business. It's not unusual for me to run into small businesses that do have a biz dev person. And there's usually a lot of confusion about what their role actually is. So how I would define business development is this is a, an individual who is focused on both proactive and responsive activities. It's either one to one or one to a few rather than one to many like marketing or just one to one like sales is. And it's based on not only relationship building, but pre-sale demand generation. So getting the word out there, starting to develop uh, relationships, especially within a community. And it needs to be something that has the potential to deliver a high impact for the business in terms of future revenue. So it needs to be focused on where are you going to land your next whale? Or how are you going to strongly cultivate your referral network so you're repeatedly and consistently getting more referrals than you have in the past? Or if you're looking at engaging with an entirely new market, how are you testing the waters and determining whether that's a place that you should be spending with marketing and sales? So this is so interesting because I think of it a little bit as priming 
a pipeline and potentially even expanding the type of clients that you can attract and that you can eventually do proposals for and engage with. And so it can be an incredibly strategic component and it's really a walking and talking brand representative, which is a very, very important component for business development uh, uh, in regards to them remembering that they are an advocate for the value that your business brings, not just a smile and wave type of person like, oh, this is so fun to build relationship. Yes, it should be fun. However, <laughs> there's a job to be done here. It should be. And it's part of the brand experience. So for small businesses, if they have a biz dev person in place, there's going to be kind of an account management aspect of what they do, making sure that they're continuing the relationship. So it's not just, oh, I developed a relationship, here's sales, and they're going to sell to you, and there's customer service, and they're going to help you. It needs to be, especially in terms of cultivating referrals and ongoing commitment to delivering a great brand experience. I love it. Absolutely. So then that brings us, of course, to that third role and goal, which is sales, close deals. And you guys, that's what sales is. It is about closing existing current contract opportunities. You are no longer figuring out if they're interested. They are no longer figuring out whether or not they're going to go down this path. They have communicated in person to you that they want to solve a specific problem. And now you're trying to help them identify whether or not you and your company are the ones to help them do just that. This ad is brought to you by The Marketing Blender. As you guys know, I'm a fractional CMO, and actually at The Marketing Blender, there's a whole team of us. For a fraction of the cost of a full-time executive, you can hire a chief marketing officer to write your marketing plan, to clean up your messaging and your positioning, and to drive sustainable results. We oversee multiple partners, we help mentor team members, and most importantly, we build a marketing machine that will drive results for your company for years to come. If you're curious about what this looks like, and some of our engagements go from a couple months to a couple years, check out themarketingblender.com. Sales is by nature a reactive role. It's supposed to be. It's about reacting to in the moment, um, over time, in conversations with a prospect, exactly what they're telling you, what they're signaling to you. You have to be highly reactive in a sales role, which is why salespeople are amazing at what they do and why they shouldn't be the ones driving marketing because marketing must be proactive. And I love this conversation because some people are probably thinking, Duh, like we know that. <laughs> However, why we're saying this Captain Obvious stuff is because too often we see salespeople, um, even if it's a founder, saying, how's the weather? They're sending emails like, hey, just check it in, buddy. No, that is not what you're doing. You're trying to find out and bring value how you can help someone solve their problem that you uniquely solve. Like you need to stay in that component of value creation and validating urgency, really. And I think people get nervous or overwhelmed or tired or scared of getting no's. And that's where I see on the sales side, people start blurring that line where they start building relationship. You build relationship because you drive value because you're going to do something awesome for them when they sign a contract and staying in integrity with that, that people love to buy. They just hate to be sold, bring value and don't abandon ship 
just because people ghosted you or get busy, you know, make sure that you know how to drive the right conversation. And that's a really good point around when is it time to bump something back to the marketing side? Because not every deal is going to close as fast as you would like it to. But that doesn't mean you need to be on the never ending hamster wheel of following up all the time. If there's something that marketing could be doing at scale in an automated fashion to make that easier and to continue that brand relationship until that prospect is back in hot mode again. That's right. We have so many stories, even personally, of prospects that went cold or where they decide to go in a different direction. And we begrudgingly acknowledge that that was probably the right thing. And they came back 12 or 18 months. And I actually have a prospect right now that I'm talking to three years later, but they stayed in our ecosystem and our marketing and also our business development has stayed around them and keeping and maintaining contact and proper messaging with them. And they finally reinitiated a sales conversation. And it's funny because a lot of the time what I'll find is that people actually respond better to a marketing approach if they've gone into a not right now mode because it feels less pressure than a salesperson hitting them up over and over and over again. So use marketing to your advantage and make sure that marketing is helping sales with the things that are most important. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So we've teed up three ways to really help make sure that you're maximizing this alignment with sales and marketing. So where do we begin with how do they get this right? This ad is brought to you by the Marketing Blender Lab. Marketing is hard for everyone, but small businesses are stuck with small budgets, not enough time, and too many options. SEO, social, paid ads, email marketing, live events. How do you choose where to focus? These are the top challenges I hear from entrepreneurs. You keep getting generic marketing advice that doesn't apply to your business. You've watched tutorials and tried a bunch of tactics that didn't work. You still don't have clarity on what you should focus on to get results. You don't have enough time to get marketing done. And maybe you've worked with freelancers or agencies that have let you down. You can get expert advice and start making real progress. The Marketing Blender Lab gives you an affordable way to work with an experienced chief marketing officer and finally get a handle on your marketing. We help you figure out how to reach your target audience and get more customers, what to focus on so you stop wasting time and money, and how to delegate effectively so you don't have to do it all yourself. Join me in the lab and let's figure out how to grow your revenue faster. I'd like to start with the fact that a lot of times sales is going to be one of your first hires. Marketing is going to be a later hire. Um, a sales leader is probably going to be an earlier hire than a marketing leader if you're a sales-oriented organization. However, I'd like to make uh, a point here that if you want true alignment, it's not okay to have a leader of sales and not a leader of marketing. It doesn't mean you have to have that person in-house, but hiring a marketing manager or a marketing coordinator, that person needs to have the support of executive insight and advice so that they can move strategically and they can create that alignment. And that's one of the reasons that we do so much fractional CMO work with organizations that have a giant sales team and they have one or two marketing people and that marketing team needs support or there can't be alignment. I think it's such a great point. And really what Daisy's driving at is marketing cannot be an afterthought. So even if we are talking about an organization of a size where you're nowhere close to hiring a sales leader or something, or let's pretend that you are a founder seller, and so you're the primary business development person 
there needs to be a balance where someone is helping you to be accountable to the marketing, which is going to protect your long-term resilience and your reputation so it doesn't have to stay hard all the time. And staying sales Focus, that is the risk. And so bringing in competencies that balance sales and marketing and keep marketing proactive is absolutely critical. In terms of how marketing can support sales, I always like to make sure that sales knows that marketing is there to help sales succeed. Yes. If sales doesn't succeed, marketing's not going to have a job because right. the business isn't going to be around. But when sales is turning to marketing for help, it's important to have the conversation around what are business priorities and what are sales urgencies. Because a salesperson is going to get excited. Oh, I, if I could just get this asset or this piece of collateral or this thing from marketing, then I could close this deal. That's usually not true. Number one. Number two, if marketing is creating something, it needs to align with a repeatable piece of the sales process because, again, one to many is what marketing does. So if there's something sales identifies that's going to help them move all of their future deals forward, completely appropriate to bring in marketing to help with that. If it's just, hey, can marketing be my administrative assistant to make this thing for me because I think it's going to help me hit my quota, that's not the right approach. Oh my gosh, it's so true. It is, again, going back to that clarity on where is the impact coming from. And impact, real impact for marketing is not admin for salespeople. Absolutely. And one of the other things that I want to tag on to this is about tracking the proper metrics for both sales and marketing. And that is about tracking leading indicators and not lagging indicators. And so revenue is a lagging indicator. It's what you've already got in the bag, what you've already closed. Number of proposals is a leading indicator, right? And you mentioned one on um, previously where, you know, clicks is an indicator that people are interested and that they're taking action around your message. And so just getting clarity on what are the indicators that are suggesting people are moving closer to you on both the marketing and sales pieces are absolutely critical. I agree with that. And the final piece around business development, just to touch on that, because we don't want to leave out our biz dev no. folks. I would say that there are three core areas if you want your biz dev personnel to really nail their role and to accelerate their, um, their ability to help grow your business, they need to be trained in social selling because business development in the digital world is social selling. There is no distinction between the two. They need to understand and be able to implement account-based marketing because again, business development should be focused on significant revenue opportunities. Using that one-to-one -one touch to your advantage. And number three, they need to be looking at how can they grow the referral marketing side of the business. So those would be the three areas to invest in, whether that's personal development for them, whether it's training, whether it's tools, whether it's marketing support, that's how you can help your biz dev people succeed. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and a point on that account-based marketing, you know, it's simply about penetrating larger accounts, the accounts that can make or break your success and their structure behind that. And that is just such a really great example of the highest and best use of a business development person. Because if you start landing accounts that are significant in both portfolio value, as well as the, the long-term and short-term revenue they can bring, 
Yes, that definitely deserves the one-to-one or one-to-few nurture and that high-touch approach that a biz dev person can bring. So I love it. It does. And I think that brings me to one final point about business development is that they have a lot of activity that they do. But there have to be some metrics for biz dev too to know, is it working? Is the time they're spending, the hands they're shaking, the relationships that they're enjoying creating, is that actually driving toward your business goals? Yeah, absolutely. And alignment with the messaging, like that's what those metrics will drive because we mentioned this earlier, you don't just want them going out and shaking hands, but then there was no conversation around the value that your company can bring or potential next steps, or how did I open any side doors or back doors to future conversations? And so there does need to be some thoughtfulness around how do we know that that investment in time and attention was actually a success and is moving us towards our financial goals. I agree. Awesome. You guys, thank you so much. Would love to hear your questions and comments. Don't forget, hit that little subscribe button and we will see you on the next one. Onward and upward. We hope you learned something today that will help you succeed with your marketing. And if you liked what you heard, definitely give us a thumbs up and a subscribe. Don't forget to check the show notes. We're sharing free tools and resources there. And you guys, we would love to hear your comments. So drop one in or send us an email and maybe we'll use your topic on a future show.